Hey everybody, I'm Ryan Colt-Levy, uh, voice of Rhodey Soul in My Hero Academia and a bunch of other crazy characters, and you are watching Points of Experience. Have, what is what is your what is your number one like horror story from a recording? Do you ever have what's like the worst thing that happened to you in a in something you were working on? I mean, I've been pretty lucky, I think, for the most part. Um, I think, I think, actually, my horror story with recording, like the worst one, has nothing to do with voiceover. It was when I was still in a band, huh? and um, it was like we were relatively new to like making our own recordings and working on like 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 seeing our ideas fully through. But we were like really, really in the thick of like we're gonna home produce all of our stuff. And I remember we spent like a whole day setting up all this elaborate stuff. We had all, we had bought all this new gear and all this stuff. We had been rehearsing these songs to record them live a certain way for like probably two or three months. Mm. And we hit record and get all things set up. And we like we played and we did like each song a few times. So we like we probably spent like you know a solid like two or three hours just playing, assuming we were recording everything. <sighs> And then we got to the end of it and realized that nothing actually got tracked, and it was just devastating. And we learned a very hard lesson that day, but it was it was brutal. At least it wasn't like on on your own dime of like you were investing in a big studio to do something. No, and, you yeah, know. that would be miserable. But I mean, like you know, at least in those scenarios, we know that like there's someone there who's technically proficient to cover that. Like yeah. you know, it's not like we're manning the board in that scenario. Sure, and then um, it's not your fault either, so you don't feel as bad. Right, exactly. You know, then then you're just kind of hanging out. Though though in that scenario you're still sweating your money, which is a bummer. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, uh. I've yeah. had a similar thing like that. I was doing I got asked to do uh, it was like I don't know. I don't really know. I don't remember if it was actually I was getting booked to do this or if it was like a scratch recording for something. It was a new Disney movie and mm-hmm. I was recording from home when I lived in New York and I was working with people over at at Disney and we went through the whole thing and they're like, all right, just send me your file. I was like, okay, great. And then I go to listen back to it on my computer and it's all like, and and they're like, we didn't want Donald. (laughs) (laughs) I was so afraid though, because it was my first like big time working with them. And I was like, my agents like, why haven't you sent it? What's going on? And I had like my tail between my legs and I'm like, listen, I have to come clean. I don't know what happened. I, it, 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 it's just not there. I can try and do it on my own and like just send it again, like try and remember the direction they gave me or do we just oh tell God. them like it's not working? They're like, no, we can't lie. Just tell them. And thankfully, they were super cool about it or pres- presumptuously the way they right, <laughs> they, right, made right. they made it, it seem like they were cool. Yeah. But uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't work on that. At least I, I wasn't involved to, to what I had thought I was going to be. So I, I think it might have <laughs> annoyed somebody. Had a sli- yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's that hard thing where it's like, I think no matter what, especially if people don't know you personally at that stage, like, yeah. so much of it is on someone else's dime and someone else's time. And it's not even necessarily as much personal as it is like, 
we just need to keep going. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, like, because I, I, we've all made those, you know, had those slip ups. It's like, you know, and you feel like you've made this colossal error. Yeah. That is like completely like, you're like, well, my career's ruined. They're going to write emails to other people and be like, this guy doesn't know how to do recording. You know, like, and <laughs> none of that actually happens because the reality is like every other part of what you did was very likely great and collaborative and awesome. And, yeah. you know, like, it just comes down to like everybody makes snafus and like there are some legendary mess up stories one of my favorites are um there's this amazing book that michael kane wrote about acting and he recalls a lot of his early years and you know we think of michael kane as like absolute royalty to you know the arts and he talks about some colossal mess ups that like by any means you would think would be like, well, that's a career ender like yeah. that are just like blunders that are I mean, like there was one he talked about where um, he was like <clears throat> some main character in a big war picture and he had to do like a charging over a mountain kind of thing with like like a hundred plus extras and they do this whole thing and they shoot the thing and it's like they really can't afford to do many takes at this one moment and there's like, you know, the light, the daylight and all this stuff and the costumer comes up to him afterwards and was like, some of those buttons were buttoned in the shot before and now they were under, and it was like like stuff like that like little like you know or he would talk about like scenes where he would have one line he'd be like it was like i was new to say like i would have one line i just had one thing to remember and he's like and i just couldn't say it or i'd yeah. say it totally wrong or like in like 15 takes later and you're just like yeah you know do you have being human yeah well gosh i mean we all have we all make mistakes. We all are going to have those opportunities where something's not going to go perfect. I think we're very naive to think every single time you walk into any professional setting, but also humans interaction, because I say this to Allie all the time. Every, I, 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 I may not be, she tells me all the time, she's like, you don't seem like that type of person, but anytime I'm having a human interaction with someone, particularly if I don't know them, I am like, and I'm actually so grateful to masks right now because it happens a lot at like conventions <laughs> and meeting people. Like I'm like behind the mask, I'm kind of like, I sound like I'm really doing a great natural performance. I'm like, I'm like, hey, how are you? How's it going? But inside or in my face, You're I'm like, like, please let this be going well. Yeah, yeah. Don't say something stupid. Just be kind and be normal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we all have those situations in life and it's you just got to learn to adapt with them and become comfortable with yourself. And that's what it is for me more than anything is being OK with being awkward or weird or not normal or, you know, not having an answer that's perfect all the time. I think the more you hide that, the more you you purposely walk into those scenarios where someone perceives it as being weird. That's 100% it. I, like, I know for me, I made peace with myself a very long time ago <laughs> that, like, I'm just a weirdo and that there's only so many people are going to, you know, dig my vibe or whatever it is or my energy or my, you know, personality. And I I remember, like, giving myself the okay to just be like, you, you're not supposed to be everybody's friend. You're not supposed to please everybody. Like, I want all people to be happy. I want to be respectful to people, but I, I definitely like, cause I've spent years of being that guy where I'd go into a room and I'd be like, I just don't want to like make a total ass out of myself. Cause I know that I, I just always felt like inferior or uncool mm. or just, I didn't know what to do with my hands or, you know, like, <laughs> and meanwhile, everybody kind of feels that way. And it's, you know, so much of it, I think is just, um, trying to remember that we're all just these silly, weird, constantly feeling all kinds of things up and down and in between beings that like 
I mean, you never know what a single person is experiencing in a single day if you don't know them personally, what they may be going through family-wise, with their job, with their whatever, if they're just even feeling 100% in their body. They may present themselves one way and they may be incredibly, you know, uh, sick or this or that or may have an injury or whatever, you know, and it's like so much of, of I think, what we do when we meet out in public is um, – if we can find a way to be more compassionate to each other, just like off the bat and compassionate to ourselves in not needing to think we have to show up as this like perfect image, you know, the idea of like the, um, the ideal first meeting of a person and like good first impression, like some of the closest people in my life that I think are some of the most wonderful people don't always necessarily give the best first impression <laughs> because they're either like, a little obtuse or this or that or just how they carry themselves is not necessarily like what we've been considered to say like the norm but like you spend five minutes with them and you're like oh my god this person's amazing yeah. so there's a lot of these things that i think we've like set in stone that shouldn't be that just make us nervous to be ourselves and it's so strange yeah it is it's we are all floating on this rock in space and we're all made of the same stuff and yet we put such pressures on our ourselves to have like immaculate presentations and interactions with people and this is what we're talking about now is actually one of the reasons i was excited to have you on i really wanted to have you on because I, I think, and this is where we're going to get into some compliments. We're going to start this off quick. Oh, and we'll, no. We'll, we'll get it out of the way. <laughs> we'll get it out of the way whether you want to hear it or not. But um, funny enough, I was going through, because I, I knew it was around here sometime at some point because this is when Neo came out. Uh, it's almost a year to like to the date almost that we have known each other or interacted yeah. with each other at the very least, which I thought was so crazy and fun and a little tidbit of... Our I was history. trying to think about that because I was like, it feels like it's at least been a year or something around that. I mean, honestly, it feels like it's been longer. I feel like I've known you for my whole life already. I know. It's, that's so, isn't that weird? And I wonder how much that has to do with just our, our interactions when we have them or because we're kind of cut from a similar cloth or we have similar uh, tendencies and uh, uh, ways of, of, of perceiving life and the things that we value. I, 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 I think like it's it. all of it. I think it's all of it. Yeah. Like. There's, I'm still kind of like, how do we not know people, you know, back at home, you know, back in New York? Like, how do we not know the same people? I'm still waiting for someone to be like the, the tether where it's like, oh, of course. Okay. We just never crossed paths while we were there, you know? Maybe you it'll happen like today. Someone that like, it's so weird. I just, I feel like I've known you since I was, you know, a teenager and, and we've like been on this crazy adventure this whole time. So it's, it's, you've been truly like such a gift of a friend man in so many ways and it's like i'm so glad that you're out here too because you're such a freaking rock star and it's so much fun seeing you kick ass can we say ass by the way yeah we could say ass we can i, okay. I try you know i try to have this be as, as organic and pure of a i don't want to stifle any <laughs> sort of emotion in that way but I, I and and right back at you in a mirror and this is where i'm going to get into this little bit of a <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get on stage here and, and and hand him the award, so to speak. You know, this is oh, the no. opening ceremony because I and just for people to know and get the understanding, I moved out here the start of 2020 at at some point, and I really I, I spent about a year, um, you know, 
stumbling my way into this industry and kind of in a in a similar I mean I know you've been been out here and you've been doing this for a while but we were saying this kind of off camera and off stream uh, if you look at Ryan's IMDb, I was looking through it and I was counting the titles because so many of them said 2021. And he was telling us how <laughs> there's actually probably <laughs> double that. There was like 23 or 25 titles in 2021 alone that he had come out and it was like you had an explosion and it was so rightfully so and that was kind of the same time for me I mean Neo came out and that was kind of the first thing and then I had a slow trickle of things and still things coming out now but for you to see you kind of blow up in this way and then to be the type of person you are and this is the the point I want to drive home so a lot of people in this industry and I've probably said this to you before there's a lot of people in this industry and to the outsider, especially a lot of people who listen to this, you know, if you're trying to break into this, it can seem really daunting. Um, and maybe for some perceived as like a bit of a gatekeep type of scenario. And when I looked at someone like Ryan and the success he was having and the talent that he has, and to realize how much of a forward communicator you are and how you you are, and many other people would attest to this, a type of person who you make it a point to reach out to people and connect people and to create community. And I felt that the weight that you lifted off of my shoulders of feeling kind of like, all right, I'm kind of doing this. I'm like, am I in the cool kids club yet? Kind of feeling, you know, like that insecurity, like to have you reach out to me and then to see this type of interactions you have with other people. It is so fantastic. And everyone will say it. You are the type of person who creates community and you create it in a very positive way. There's, there's no sense of ego involved you are a uniter you you preach all the things that I like positivity encouragement you know kind of reaching the hand down and it's just been so beautiful to get to know you and to to be a friend to call you a friend and I just I I truly mean that you've been like a brother figure to me in this industry and life I know you're someone I can reach out to and I and the funnier part about this is there's so many people like me who feel this way about you so no that's crazy it's not it's really not and listen I take I it's hard for me to take compliments too but this is honest to God anybody who knows you and from the, the 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 type of messages you put out even into social media it it's not taken for granted by me or by many people. You are such a light to this industry. And as the next generation of people who are coming in and filling these roles, it's a different environment. You know, 20, 30 years ago, it was all kind of faceless voices. And now we yeah. all have a face. And to see you be somebody who is a face of positivity and inclusiveness and generosity, that's very important. And it means a lot. It means a lot to Thanks, me and it buddy. means a lot to everybody who follows you and and all this stuff. So I rest my that, case. And No, that means the world to me, really. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too, dude. I really do. And that's why I would love to explore a lot of these things. And this is stuff, kind of the stuff because obviously you're a rock star in your own regard. You've worked <laughs> on it now. I'll, you know, I mean, b- between... And, and I think the first time we spoke on like my Twitch, you hadn't done, or my hero academia didn't come out yet. Like with Rody didn't come out yet. No, I think. no, yeah, yeah. So that, that was, was later in the year. Yeah, and to see that, like to watch you take these giant leap after leap after leap, you know, you while being one of the most talented people in this industry, and I truly mean that. I'm not saying it. We talked about it the other day. I feel like you have the ability to be somebody, especially from a production standpoint, where. It's like, oh, I know Ryan can handle any of these, you know, loose ends here. Like, we got it. And also carry the show at the same time. (laughs) So that's a very, for anybody listening, that type of thing, people call it a utility player. 
great. If you could be a utility player and you can kind of have like an every man or every person voice, wonderful. That's a great thing to have about you, a good set of your skill set. But Ryan not only has that, he has the ability to play character voices and the lead character that's going through every dynamic emotion. That takes a lot, and that's a lot of pressure. Well, Do you recognize you. that about yourself in the in the moments that you you're working? Or? I don't. I mean, I don't. I definitely do not think in that way about myself. I, I, I. Gosh, you are just. <laughs> I adore you. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I will say. Uh, I mean, that's incredibly, incredibly complimentary. I'm, I'm like. Whew. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, that's I, what I, we do here. You know, it's we got to give credit where it's due. <laughs> I, I think. What I was always drawn to when I watched movies or watched TV shows or or cartoons or whatever it is or played games, even when, you know, you're inherently drawn to, you know, the Luke Skywalker, this or that or whatever, I was I was always drawn to the side characters Mm. and the and especially, you know, with on camera stuff like I was like, well, that's where the actors are like really getting to play and they're also getting to completely disappear because a lot of the times you'd be like well the people who are just considered only the leading man or woman or whatever you know it's suddenly it just becomes this archetype and you see them just kind of put on different clothes but kind of be the same thing or a different version of the same thing and I was like that doesn't interest me in the same way that like completely getting lost in something can be. And while I think there are really incredibly written lead characters and things, it's, it's more few and far between to find the ones that I think feel like they're really going on a unique experience compared to like, I can play some weird side thing and crack up getting super weird or go to some super dark place or, you know, it's, there are these little journeys and little stories that, I was always so fascinated by and always wanted to know more about those characters. So I think I just inherently like to live in those spaces when I get those opportunity. And it's like, you know, when people, you know this, like when you get to work on those kinds of jobs where people bring you in and it's like a fantasy kind of thing or this or that. And suddenly they're like, okay, now you're this kind of creature. And then you're this guy running a shop and and you're like, oh my God, okay. Uh, Let's create a weird backstory here. Like, you know, how weird can we get with this? How funny can we get with this? How how invested can we make the player feel like they're living in this world? Whatever it is, you know, I I, I love it. I love character work. When you're going through, uh, particularly what you were just saying, when you're presented with those types of jobs where, you know, the, the production or the director, they, they, they know they can trust you and they're like, I'm going to throw whatever we got at Ryan. Do you have a process or what is the thing that goes through your brain or has it become second nature at this point to kind of shift your skin as fast as you need to to authentically portray? Do you have, is there like a, a discernible process that you use? I mean, it depends, you know, I think... If there's, you know, if we have the luxury of being able to have a few extra minutes, I love asking questions, you know, up front that just kind of help inform where I might be in a headspace, how, uh, you know, is, you know, because like sometimes you can play like, you know, they're like, okay, this is a shopkeep. And you're like, all right, but is he like germogeny? Is he like really friendly? Like what happened to him 20 minutes ago? Like does he want to sell people stuff or is he trying to like oversell? You know, it's like, there's all these little things I like to know if I can. Um, But I also, I find that like, for me, a lot of it is just, if a script is really well written, you don't have to even think that hard because you kind of know what you're 
like like the words almost just tell you how to perform. Yeah. And a great director can also guide you into a space or they'll they'll inform you enough in the beginning and go like, hey, you know, this is the predicament and this is the space that you're the headspace you have to live in. And and for me it's like I can snap pretty quickly into stuff because I take the words to be the intellectual place that I go to, you know, and I, I really let the rest of me go back to being like six years old in the mm. sandbox because I, I truly, I, I know you feel this way too, but I truly believe that like, especially when you're like on the job and on the clock, one, you have to be efficient. And I think that like when you're six years old and you're in the playground, you are vulnerably, you are so vulnerable. You are so truly naked because you're like, suddenly I'm Spider-Man or suddenly I'm this. And you're just in it. You are just so consumed that it doesn't matter who's watching. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, as you get older, you get that like stigma. You start thinking too much about, do I look weird? Do people, you know, like, am I, am I coming off cool when I say this kind of thing? And it's like, no, 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 no. Throw that away. The words will guide you for the intellect, but, Find the character in your child body and just go to 10. The worst thing you can do is is go too far and have to get reined in. But, like, I, I would rather not play it too safe, you know? Like, And you know also in the space if, like, you have to play in more realism or not. But, like, I love, I love kind of just letting the little kid out. Yeah. I think it, one of the – I remember in college, uh, just thinking that's what you were saying about, like, children playing – uh, I remember they had us go. Trust me, don't. I don't know how to say this, but they phrased it in a very similar <laughs> way. Don't just be that person. They they told us to go to like a park and just watch right, kids like, playing. Like, don't right. be creepy in doing that. But like, if you know you're, I don't really know the best way to phrase it. But anyway, that was our that was our assignment was go well, and watch were, kids I play. Think, I think what they were saying is essentially like recapture that enthusiasm and that freedom. Yes. And that, that yeah, that lack of fear because so much of it is just being afraid to sound or look dumb yeah and kids don't have that they're uninhibited they don't have the uh, hopefully at at that at that young age they're not like having societal pressures or worrying about what that what the shirt looks like if they're wearing brand shoes if their hair is too short or long it's i mean when i was in preschool i was going to school as different characters like i would just show (laughs) up and like be a different character for the day sometimes in full you know outfits and stuff like my mom was really both my parents were amazing with just like letting me and my sister be weird and creative and like you know they they just knew that that space was like important and healthy you know Mm. and there's a really funny story actually um that my mom has recalled many times to me because I don't remember it um because I was that young but it was it was essentially like elementary like 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 pre pre pre-elementary kind of thing and um you know the kind of school where you go and basically just like do arts and crafts and then go home I guess Mm. (laughs) and uh and I went in, I must have been like, I was Peter Parker this day, or Luke Skywalker that day, or, what, or Ninja Turtle, or Ghostbuster, or whatever it is. And I would just, I would like method act as a kid, you know, for the day. I would just be in that space, because it was just fun for me. That just, like, school, no matter what, was not my ideal space. So I was like, how do I go somewhere else? Mm. And um, the teachers had, like, reached out to my mom and they're like, we're kind of concerned with his grip on reality, or just like, if he's, you know, like, you know, if he's really kind of paying attention or what he thinks is going on. And of course I was so young, my mom is not going to have this conversation with me. Yeah. So I go in the next day and the way that she tells it is that like, you know, the teachers greet all the kids as they walk in at the door and like, you know, 
<clears throat> one of the teachers leaned down. She's like, and who are you today? And I looked at her and was like, what are you talking about? I'm Ryan. And <laughs> I think that kind of has probably always been how I've operated ever since, you know. Probably some of the best uh, and uh, probably the, some of the best acting training you could have had, just allowing yourself to have that freedom to do that. Because I think <laughs> so much of what you learn to do and be as an actor is to get off of yourself and have the freedom to explore and imagine like that is acting yeah. and you're yeah. you know un, we're some of the best actors we could ever be when we're on the playground playing those characters like you said when 100%. you're going to school th- like you're performing but yet later on we start thinking we have to do all these technical things and i believe and a lot of other people would also attest to it is that really what you're learning is how to remove the things you've created that society has right. put upon you to, to remove those layers to get back to that well, you, you just said the, the word that I think is really the key word, which is when you're six years old and you tell yourself you're Spider-Man, you believe you're Spider-Man. Mm. You don't need anybody to convince you. You need people to try and convince you you're not, you know, <laughs> and like and that's the thing to me. And like, you know, obviously there's life. There's all the noise of the world. Like even when you're in a session, there's there's breaks and people are stalking and there's notes note taking and there's all these, you know, it's not like it's just fluid creativity, but, you know, when when the red light is on and you're recording like in those moments that you're in that line like if you don't believe it yeah how's someone else gonna believe it so like you can say words with all kinds of dynamic and stuff but like convince yourself that that moment is real however insane it is for that for that five ten seconds you're reading this line you know yeah i i remember when i was doing like independent films in new york and you, you know you're working with people who are crew members who have are just as inexperienced and they're coming from a world of technicality so acting to them is completely foreign and i remember i'd be right. on sets and i'd be working on things that were really emotional or really zany and wacky and i'm i'm going there like i'm fully mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm pulling the reins off and i'm going there and i'd see these crew members be like this like I, I think that they were either used to some people being too reserved, or it's just more too, reserved, right? Or too new of an experience to see somebody like letting themselves go just off the go rails. Just go for it, yeah. And I'd have these moments of like, I'd, I'd have a moment of like, did I do something wrong at first? Like having the like the <laughs> right because you're feeling this awkward tension in the room of like people not knowing what to do. Exactly. Yeah. So like in between takes, I'm having like I'm building insecurity, and then afterwards they're like, oh my god, that was so good. I'm like. <gasps> Oh gosh, I'm like everyone was staring at me so weird, it was so uncomfortable, it was so quiet. Well, and and like from their perspective, they're like we don't want to impede on this moment, so like let him go through this process. Yeah. You know? And then again, that's me having I've been at a time in my life where I was trying to work through not worrying about the things around me. So, just a very interesting kind of perception of the, the whole craft and I think when you you're in a position and I'm sure you've been and I'm kind of curious if you can uh, pinpoint one of them to work with really other like uh, work with other talented uh, actors and have the ability yeah. to be in that presence to be like oh my gosh as an actor to like be watching kind of magic do you have any like oh, a scenario yeah. where that happened to you I mean I've had I've had a couple of really cool experiences um one I mean I remember even just some of my first uh, dubbing jobs like when I like first got started I remember like for the first few sessions I had you know where like nobody else had really recorded so I it was like I was kind of one of the only actual English voices on the track so like you were just getting the the um, preview and it was just whatever the language was at sure. the time and then I remember they started to bring in some people and one day I heard one of the scene partners that they recorded like a day before me and it was Keith Silverstein <sighs> and and it was the first time I like 
heard his voice like that in my, and I was like, what, who is that? Like, who is that? And, and it was the scene that I was getting to play off of. And it was the first time I was getting to in voiceover, getting to play off of someone else. And I was like, this changes everything. This changes how I even just like interpret the, this moment. And, um, then about a year later, I actually got to do a tandem session with uh, with my buddy Kellen, who I don't know. Have you had Kellen on the show yet, Kellen Goff? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, a couple yeah. episodes back. Fantastic human being and actor, yeah. So Kellen's amazing, and he and I worked on um, a live-action dub for a movie uh, where we got to do the whole thing together because we were like the two co-leads and we were like best friends in the movie and they put us in a giant theater room in like a dubbing studio, like a big, like like those kind of theaters where you like usually like, you know, preview a rough cut of something, you know, yeah. like just a couple of chairs, but mostly just space. So he was set up on one side all the way and I was probably like, 10, 12 feet on the other side of the room. We each had a microphone set up. The engineer was like in the back of the room and we just had this big screen and we were working off the Rhythmo band and we were just getting to play off of each other. And it was so incredibly gratifying. And actually now I'm getting to do something too where it's a tandem dubbing thing. We have one guy in a booth and I'm in another booth in the same studio and we're working on this project together and it's like there's such a difference in getting to do that stuff just like doing, you know, a play, I mean, or, or anything like that, where you just feel so suddenly you're just wrapped in this moment instead of trying to craft a piece of the moment with you and the director and the engineer and knowing that the director will will be able to make that thing whole. Yeah. But often, you know, we watch finished products and we're like, whoa, it works. So like, oh, that's so cool how that came together, realizing it's so piecemeal yeah. and getting to experience this where like we'll do a run and then be like, oh, okay, let's do one more take because we can blah, 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 blah. And like suddenly you just keep raising it. And I, I mean, I had a similar experience when um, I, I, I had this amazing scene study class that uh, in, the, in the before times, as we say, <laughs> uh, it was this amazing scene study and improv class. And it was a really small group of, of people. And me and uh, my scene partner at the time had been rehearsing this play. And I'm totally spacing on the title of it now. But it's this incredibly raw play um, about this guy who's essentially going to – he's about to get married to like uh, this this essentially relatively new girl that he's been with for like a year or so. Mm. And he decides to go on this like – before he marries her, go on this crazy road trip, life trip. And he ends up in the, – the play takes place in like four different hotel rooms around the country. And he reaches out to like different exes in his life. And it's very – you know, like there's a lot to unpack with it. And mm -hmm. like you're like, is this guy, you know, a total asshole? Like it's it's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I got to work through the scene. It was like a 20-page scene with, with me and uh, my scene partner. And she was so incredible. And – it was the first time, like, this was when I was just getting back into acting after the band had broken up and everything, and I was really just getting back into, like, falling in love with the process. And I remember being so grateful that she was so good and so, like, game to, like, go there with me. And we would meet up, you know, outside of class and rehearse a few times a week, and I just remember we would get to this point where we, we, we put it up in front of the class, and, like, all I remember from doing the scene, it was almost like we blacked out. I just remember we looked at each other in the eyes. Like we just had, it was like, you never broke eye contact. And that was like, we just kept it there. 
I don't remember anything else other than like we finished the scene and the whole class is gasping and crying and like and they'd seen us do little pieces of it, but it yeah. was like we had we had found a way to go to such a place and I I think it was because we trusted each other so deeply mm. and there was a sense of like that eye contact thing like to me was so so resonant it was like I've got you you've got me like I don't care if a line slips we're so in this space that like we're going to like it's it's just going to happen naturally no matter what we're going to get to the end of this thing and it was so powerful and um yeah I mean moments like that it's why we love doing this yeah. right like that's why I always try to be and particularly with a like the studying of of acting and I think it's important and it's it helps you at any point in your career to continuously be thirsting for knowledge and to grow as an actor I said again some of my favorite experiences acting come from the the you know the rehearsal room or the acting class yeah. I yeah in a, in a different sense of what you were saying it reminded me I had an opportunity where I studied Meisner, so a lot of it was face-to-face -face repetition. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. You're staring at people's eyes for a long time, and you're whatever. But this one scene I was doing with a good buddy of mine, and uh, he wasn't. Um, I, I remember, like, I was like, I can't remember the circumstances that we had. Like, maybe he had done something to me, like he like cheated on my girlfriend. I don't know. It was something like ridiculous, where like I was so mad it was at a, him. It was a betrayal thing. It's a betrayal thing, right? Yeah. And then my and I remember I, there's a certain point. You know, we're in the classroom. And there's the door and the the walls that they have or everything. And my teacher goes, "Get out." She goes, "You can't talk." And she told my uh, my scene partner. She goes, "Tell him to get out." Oh, You're gonna let him treat you like that. Yeah, so then, yeah, yeah, and then, and so yeah. I, he, he forced me. I'm like, I'm at this really emotional place, and I'm just kind of berating him. So I'm, at, I'm at like a one note thing You're too. Not, yeah, and he's just kind of frozen at this point too. So it helped both of us when she goes, get out of the room. So I go out the door, and I'm on the other side of the wall, and she goes, continue the scene. She goes, you're just going to leave the door just because you get kicked out doesn't mean necessarily the scene ends, you know? Do you have still any things you want to communicate? And it yeah. gave him the freedom to stand up for himself because there was that barrier of like the door yeah. being locked and shut. Yeah. And then I start sobbing. I start so like the, the 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 anger turned to like this such tears and like we're both having a real intimate like connection to the material and that was like one of my most favorite uh, like acting exercises I've ever did because it had such a journey and it's amazing. Well, sometimes that's that's that is honestly a huge reason why I encourage people to take acting classes. It's not even for the idea of like you have to to be a good actor. It's if you can find a great teacher who can shake you out of yourself and give you the freedom to go to places that you either forgot you're allowed to go to or didn't realize you're allowed to go to or it's it's so much of it is like i feel like inherently actors as much as they are adventurous are also incredibly trepidatious <laughs> like they're like don't want to piss anybody off i want to please the director i want to please everyone i want to be really like like walking on eggshells and it's like that's not where the great performances are it's like you have to really explode and a great teacher will almost freak you out in a way that like like doing something like that where it's like they challenge you in the middle and you're like what and they're like you know like and they'll be like i don't believe you or whatever it is yeah. they'll, they'll hit you with something and it's like this thing where you can either crumble under that or you take it and you're like oh i can rip this thing open and the worst case scenario is they they still don't like it or whatever it is but yeah. you find something within yourself and like I, I i love that and i found personally that always worked for me it worked for other people in those classes when like you know you want to go to a place and then you th and maybe you think you're going there 
and then someone on the external goes like bullshit you know? yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, you're yeah. like oh you know and then you it's it really is liberating and it's so important and yeah it, i mean it's like it's so cliche to talk about like truth in acting and stuff but it's also fucking true <laughs> you know like <laughs> the reality and it goes back to what i said before like because i'll you know like there are plenty of times like i'll do a take and halfway through the take i'll i'll be like i sorry I don't believe your that. own bullshit me, detectors going yeah, off, you know? Yeah. Like I'll say it and be like, Oh no, 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 no. So, yeah. Like even if a director's like, Oh, what? I'm like, Nope, sorry. That was total bullshit. You know? Like, and it's, it's, it's a thing inherently where like, and look, you can work with people. We all have where like, you may have a read on something and it still not, may not be what the director or something wants. And you may have to cater that, but like, doesn't mean you should be shying away from presenting what you think is the honest moment, you know? Yeah, it's a nice negotiation too, and it's important for anybody listening here to understand, you know, uh, what Ryan was just saying. Have the you got have you, an idea, have, have an a I- feeling. Yeah, that too. <laughs> have an idea and a feeling, but also really respect your. Uh, your own craft too you know you can have a say in the thing that you're contributing to the project so if you don't feel what you presented was honest or a a good representation of what you feel comfortable with to a degree you don't want to get obsessive and control every little aspect you don't want to be become the director of your own session Well, you also want to trust that if they're like we've got it and unless you are miserable with the thing like you know if people are like oh no cool we got like they're also looking for a thing you have to remember it's a collaborative thing it's like it's not up to you necessarily but like your input can be valuable of course and that's when you have a wonderful collaboration with a good director is one who's open to those understandings and also when you can trust them enough to to be able to point those things out try that again you know let's let's you know all right now that you've gotten a sense of it dude one of my some of my favorite directors there's a few um that i've worked with in the last couple of years that i just i really just adore um and some of my favorite notes from directors are not about the lines they're about actions. Mm. So it'll be like, you know, you'll you'll do a line read and they'll be like, okay, awesome. Now tell me that, but your character is picking up a book off the bookshelf and he's not really paying attention to the person he's saying it to. Yeah. Or like, oh, he's um, like, he's whatever. There's just something that the character, like, they're not going to be like, this is what you're, how I want you to say it or blah, blah, blah. Or like, give it to me angrier or this or that. They're going like do it but you're doing this while you're doing it like and and suddenly that brings a whole other interpretation into your brain and and i really think that like letting the intention of the script reveal itself to you is so valuable versus just trying to get through saying the words we like as an act because you know, it's like yeah. you can perform the words or you can really say what the words are asking you to say and a lot of the time Trying not to be actory and just going like, what are the words actually asking of me? Like, yeah. you actually get the better performance. Of course, and and I think that's where uh, another good anecdote of this whole thing, especially with the voice acting, is we were removed from a set oftentimes, and right. when you've had the privilege to work with a good director who puts these amazing. Uh, who set puts of a, circumstances. A place in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and says to you that thing. Like, imagine you're taking the book off the bookshelf, and that may or may not be written in the stage directions. Oftentimes, you, oftentimes you, there are no stage. There directions. are none. Yeah. So to yeah. be able as an actor to start thinking like that, like, what are yeah. you doing in the scene? What can you be doing in the audition that enforces yeah. a scene, a read in a different way? It's so drastically different. I mean, I think most people think they stand in front of the microphone, they stand straight, and they and they read the lines as written. And yeah, 
sometimes that is what you hear. Sometimes people do that. But I think the the, the performances that we all are in pressed upon and and we remember them are the ones where it's so nuanced you're like you you start seeing like if you closed your eyes you can picture the scene you can picture their actions their movements you know 100 percent. those are the ones i i mean gosh i remember hearing i just think of it it's the first one that comes to mind um ray chase fantastic actor a lot of people so i mean yeah great absolutely i i remember his performance in kingdom hearts 3 and uh i just was like whoa i had that moment of closing my eyes and going holy shit that person's doing stuff they're going through something like as the actor me i'm like i'm picturing this person standing in that black box but i'm like yeah they've got a there's a fucking scene around them right now you know there's props i'm seeing every single prop like that's a impressive moment to 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 be able to achieve that type of acting uh, as a voice actor we be and i think that's that's the that's the aspiration that i think any of us ultimately like it's not it's not even about the individual going like I want to be thought of as like the guy giving that performance. It's more like I want to cater to telling a story with that level of dedication and depth so that when people watch the show or play the game or watch the movie or whatever it is, they get lost. Yeah. In, you know, in the way that we get to when we perform it because it's it really is like you do have to create that space in your mind because yeah otherwise you're just you're either standing in your own little weird you know booth at home or you're in a studio that like you know you know there's like really delicious snacks and coffee outside <laughs> like everything's really state of the art and you're like oh my god i feel like i'm gonna drop a like you know a rap album you know it's yeah. like everything's just so beautiful and like elaborate and there's such cool gear everywhere and it's like you know it's it's like it feels like you're in you know the most incredible uh like abbey road kind of scenario sometimes and like but then suddenly you're in a war game yeah. or you're, you know, in some crazy fantasy thing or you're in space. And it's like, OK, how do you how do you build that set in your mind? I wouldn't be surprised if the answer to this next question is literally every time I wouldn't be. But do you, <laughs> okay. but do you remember like one of the last times you were working on something where maybe you weren't in like the state of flow or so to speak, not to phrase it like that, but you were like, this is different. And I feel like I'm. I'm I, I'm so immersed in the experience of it and I'm so like whatever whether it's the director whether it was the character whether it was the environment do you remember like the last time you worked on something where all the right pieces were in place and you were just you felt free and it and the product was a result of kind of that freedom yeah I mean you know I think I think a funny time about the product being the result I don't know yet about the result mm. but I know that like like currently the thing that I was telling you about the tandem thing that I'm doing is just so gratifying because it is, you know, especially cause dubbing, there's so much that you have to think about, you know, like it's a very mental game just to get the technicality down and it doesn't feel like I'm thinking at all. Like it's, it really is almost like we're not even reading the words. It's so weird. It's just getting to just, we just go and like, I'm getting to like emote in real time and feel in real time and, and trying not to crack up because I'm like, this is so good. And this other person is so on and like, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's amazing. But I've had, I've had many, many, many experiences, whether, uh, you know, a great director has like helped me even come further out of my shell or elevate a, you know, a way that I look at things or, or presents me with a, you know, a mindset of, how to, you know, walk into a session beforehand or how to prepare for something. Um, the, I think for me, like 
all of that kind of joy and all the things you're talking about, about like really feeling like I'm getting to learn something, grow and enhance comes from also feeling like finally starting to feel like I'm allowed to treat myself like an equal to all this stuff. Like, you know, where like, because for a long time I would roll into sessions. I wouldn't ask questions. I would, I would just, I would prepare as best as I could and just be a good soldier and just, I would barely talk in between takes. I was just like, is that good? Cool. Like, or, like all very like, <laughs> and now I'm, I'm much more, you know, with, while also trying to, you know, not over talk in a session, you know, like, or like take, you know, waste people's time. Like I'm really finally feeling comfortable enough with like, Oh, if I want to be a part of telling the best story, I can ask questions. I can involve myself in a collaborative way with these people. These are my peers. These are my coworkers. This mm. isn't like, you know, like it's, I can finally feel like I'm walking into band practice, yes. you know, and, and I'm, I'm at the point now, which I'm so grateful for, which is like, I can walk into a session with a director I've never worked with, with, you know, on a project I've never been a part of with a developers or whatever, or something I've never been a part of new engineer, new studio. And like, within five minutes, it's like this. It's like, we feel like we've been hanging forever and there's a shorthand and there's an ease. And it's be a lot of it is because one, they're all incredible professionals. And, and I've finally allowed myself to just be a part of the process. Yeah. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to think that we are like the weakest link sometimes. But if we right. just think of ourselves as like, I've been hired because they respect me. They, they think I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to, tribute and collaborate on this job like we're all you know pieces of the structure that are going to build this house you know you can't i think about it like you know it's like a painting like you need to be a color or a shade of a color and that's what they're bringing you in for and it's like you know whatever they need of you they know why they brought you in they trust you already and now it's like mold the thing and play with the thing and like we all know that on any given day you're walking into sometimes you have multiple sessions a day where like you're living in completely different worlds, completely different headspaces. You're meeting maybe all of these characters for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it's like going back to perfection and all that stuff. It's like stop expecting that you need to just show up and be this like surgeon. What you need to do is just show up and be ready to play. Mm-hmm you know, yes. and be capable, you know? Yeah. And, and hopefully you've done, and a lot, a lot of it is, if you're, if you're there, you've done the work for them to know that you can be efficient. Yes. Yes. Now, you know, bring the party, give yourself the freedom to do that. Yeah. Just like yeah. trust that you, you've earned the spot at the table that you're, you're at, you've earned it. Nobody gave you it. I mean, certainly. And I firmly believe if you're not laughing at some point in a session, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I don't care how serious the thing is. That's my belief too. I mean, some some uh, method actors might beg to differ, but I I truly I don't find well, the joy. Well, they can they can have that. <laughs> they can <laughs> yeah. I, they can have that all they want. If I like, for me, there is there is an incredible joy in even getting to do something really heavy, and you can go to a really dark place, and when it's done, it's it's like coming up for air. It's yeah. Like that. Yeah. No, I, I I love it, and it's also to me, it's a it's a sense of um, trust and safety, like. You know, if I'm on a thing with producers and engineer and a director and all these things and we're doing stuff and then in between we can all, you know, giggle about stuff or if someone says something, we all burst out laughing or a take, you know, or a flub and we all think it's funny like that's that's magical, you know, and that it reminds you of like, oh, yeah, th that's why we're all here in the first place is yeah. to share an experience and tell a story and have fun. And that's going to end up in the end product. Yes. Yeah, that that 
if, if, if having, and we've talked about this on the show before many times, if, if having fun and enjoying what you're doing isn't the ultimate goal, I would highly consider looking into another profession. If this is a painful experience 100%. for you every time, then it, you might want to reconsider the reasons why uh, you are pursuing a career in this and- to feel. be fair, this is a hard career to pursue. Like it is a career of of a lot of heartbreak and rough waters. But I think that you know what you're saying. Ultimately, I I really agree with, which is like the process itself has to be fun mm-hmm. for you. Like like even just outside of getting, you know, maybe there are people who aren't getting to work as much as they'd like to, or even maybe haven't even worked at all yet, but are fully capable and are hungry and are you know uh, are intrigued by all of this stuff and it's like there's so much you can do daily to keep yourself in it and to keep yourself invested and to keep yourself learning and growing and and enjoying the process even if you're not directly in a session you know doing your ideal thing you know which i know is the hardest part for any actor in any medium like we all want to work we all want to you know have a career like that but so much of it is like you have to enjoy every part of it because even when it comes down to the jobs themselves, like you'll work on things that you'll be absolutely in love with. And then you'll work on things that like, it could feel more like a job or you can be like, wait a minute, this is still the best job in the world. Like it doesn't have to be something cool or something only like, I know these people are going to be into like, I work on so many projects. I know no one's ever going to watch. And I give them, just as much love and care and energy and enthusiasm and nuances as anything else because I just love doing this freaking job. You know, it is just the greatest thing in the world. Every day I wake up and I'm like, this is the best. Mm, gosh, so well said. Gosh, so well said. <laughs> it's, it is, it is beautiful and, and, piggybacking off of that it's like you can find that same enjoyment even in every one of your auditions i know we all want to to be working on the job and to make the social media announcement that we're this person and that we're a part of this project but if you've had the opportunity to audition for it you've had the opportunity to play that character and it should be just as fun for you and grow and learn give yourself a challenge i mean like how often do you go back and listen to stuff that you did a year ago or two years ago? <laughs> and, and, and like some stuff you may hear and be like, Oh, that was actually pretty solid. Like that was a good read. Or like you can hear. So like, I know for me, sometimes I can go back and, and I can hear when I really cared about something versus not like sometimes for better or for worse. Like I can be like, Oh, I really took a lot of time with this and it was to a detriment or yeah. like, Oh, I took a lot of time with this and out of a, a, like a whole month where I know all these other auditions were bad. This one actually sounds pretty good. Why is that? Like, Dude. and, and analyzing all of those things and really trying to like grow because we're always, we all start at different places. Right. And like, we're never just the fully formed ideal version of ourselves. We never really fully will be. We are yeah. always constantly growing and changing and feeling different things and, and interpreting things differently, even for ourselves. And it's, uh, you know where I'm going. A hundred percent. And I think I have to call, like, uh, uh, I want to comment on a thing you said, which is a lot of people, we don't treat this, a lot of people don't treat acting or performing like uh, a sport, but there's something you can take from certain sports that I think is very valuable. Some people have, like, a taboo about listening or watching themselves do things, seeing the final product, or right, reviewing right, old right, auditions. Right, right. I call, per- me personally, I don't know how you feel, but maybe you're on no, the same I'm, page. No, I'm with you. I'm, yeah. yeah. I do that. I go back yeah. and review the tapes, and I I do it all the time and I'm and I try to and especially it's interesting you don't want to get hung up on the wrong things like 
if somebody books something and then you go look at your audition, and you're like, why didn't I get it? I was better. I like that hadn't. Oh, my, that, yeah, that stuff. That's not the. Yeah. That's to a detriment, I believe. And you can't. There might be a billion different reasons that you will never understand that production made a choice that they wanted to, to, to make. You might have sounded very similar to another character that they're planning to introduce. You There's never so know. But I constantly do what you do, and I go back to those old, old auditions, and I'm like, especially when it's like a title of something, I've um, that it's a, like, alright, I've auditioned oh, for this uh-huh, before, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then I go, okay, I did it like that before, and now this is the, I see, I keep start seeing a trend, and I'm like, okay, a I keep, pattern. a pattern, yeah. I keep trying to do this, and I keep trying to work too and hard. Yeah, why doesn't, yeah, yeah. I yeah, do yeah. that all the time, and, I, and I've actually Actually, just had it happen recently where I was sitting down with an audition and I went back to previous auditions for this thing that I went out for and I'm like I totally understand why those were for me personally me personally right 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 right. why I feel that those were weaker I was too focused on like the technicality of of the style letting yourself be in the moment yeah yeah and you know what I feel right now like the audition I sent in I'm like yeah I did that I was free and you know what if I don't get this and then down the line I audition for it again I might look back on this one and say you know what I said I was and I wasn't who knows that's how but you know that's growth exactly exactly and I mean there are times I'll I'll go and watch shows like completed things and I'll I'll you know hear a line read and be like huh I hear it differently now in my head like yeah. or like or or little things like that and I'm like is that because I have the you know space in the full picture now or is it does my brain just think differently than it did 6 months ago and you know I I think there's something really important especially because with what we do being so it has to be so fast uh, especially with dubbing and stuff like that where it's like you don't have the luxury of doing tons of takes it's yeah. you know one two and that's hopefully you've already you know done it as perfectly as you can and it all makes sense but there's that that quick ability, you know, to be able to interpret a line and really understand what you're trying to say in those moments, like, I'm just trying to, when I go back and watch stuff, kick myself less and less, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> Well, that's the beautiful thing about growth, too, is that it's invisible, and the only way you can truly achieve it is if you are giving it your all every time, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's going to happen passively. You're going to, by experience, become a better performer, become a better understander of the arts, become a better listener. That was something you were talking about earlier, where you were talking about your, your dual... Uh, performance you're working on right now listening is so crucial man and how often do we not have the opportunity to listen and respond yeah that's the thing is is like not like it's not even like we have the luxury of the option which is what makes it so tough so when that stuff happens like if you're lucky enough i mean when we did when we did the my hero movie i was really 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 lucky that justin had recorded like almost every session i had justin had recorded like the day before so with Deku's there were a couple lines, of yeah. yeah so like there were a couple of sessions where like i would record roadie first and he would record after me but for the most part like i got to really play off of him and it made so much of a difference off the bat and i think colleen knew that with me being the new guy like yeah. i think she she did that intentionally where she didn't want me to just go in cold and just work off of nothing like she wanted me to like really live in that space that's a smart and, and good director <laughs> oh i mean colleen is yeah. one of the best she's amazing she's amazing incredibly kind incredibly focused and knows exactly what she wants and knows exactly like in the least amount of things like ways of saying it knows how to get it if she wants something different but she's also like just incredibly in tune with like knowing how people fit characters to the mm. point where it, like they just 
she just drops them into place and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's, yeah, she's magic. She's magic. And I mean, Jeremy, who who wrote that movie, it's one of the best scripts I've ever gotten to to play off of. It is so effortlessly. Yeah, it's such a beautiful script. Every line that I, I get to deliver in that was like, oh, this is just this is just how a person feels and thinks. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was so great. And he, what's amazing, I don't remember if I told you this, but um, he reached out to me like after I'd been cast, but before I started recording. And he was like, hey, I just want you to know that I um, I went back in and touched up some of Rhodey's lines to slightly kind of like fix a cadence so that he almost, like because I know how you speak and I know certain words that you use and stuff like that. So he was like, I kind of went back in and punched it up to even more kind of fit your cadence. And I was like, that's so wild. You know, the generosity and, and, and understanding. And yeah, that, that whole thing is such a gift. That experience, that character, all of those people I've been able to share it with. Like, talk about, you know, what, what you asked me before of like going through something that was that really felt like it changed me and that I can look on the end of and be proud of. I mean, Rhodey in that movie is one of the proudest things. Mm. Uh, it's one of the, you know, for me, it's one of the most proud I'll ever be of anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, and, and it's a fantastic, I'm so glad I got to, I got to see that with you on the, the day yeah, it came man, out. That I was, was really special. And that was a very special moment for me because as someone who was kind of like stepping into everything that I was doing to see you, like, I didn't know what I was really walking into. I remember I was like, holy crap, this is like, well, I, didn't tell, I remember like I remember not telling anybody like you know because I didn't want to be like yeah Rhodey's kind of like this whole movie you know like yeah. I, I didn't know walking into it either you know when we were recording it so I kind of loved the idea of you know just being like yeah he's this cool character and then like slowly letting everybody like what is happening it's such this beautiful <laughs> unique experience insert it's like it's like a beautiful unique story and buddy kind of comedy inserted into the world of My Hero Academia. I would much, I would probably phrase it that way more so than like, oh yeah, it's a My Hero Academia movie with this new character. It's like, no, this is a movie about this character that just so happens to be in the world of My Hero Academia. It's really wild. It is so wild. Like, I, I remember even sitting with you in the movie theater. I was like, I don't know why this movie exists, but I'm so grateful it does. I know. Like, it's... Like there are so many reasons why like it doesn't need to exist and yet it does and it's like and it's so special. Yeah, I'm glad it does and it's such a nice kind of uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a departure, but as someone who's watched a lot of uh, other movies and you know even you having worked on the Attack on Titan movie, most of these things are pretty on brand. It's like kind of a recycling of the same kind of format, like new hero or new uh, villain, new same hero is going through a similar thing. This felt like a very fresh and unique take. It was so special. And I'm trying to remember, were you were you cast in Bell yet? Mm, I don't oh dude, I don't think so. I might have been. I might have been, and that definitely if it if if that was the timeline of it, I was definitely watching it like, okay, so this is what you gotta do. Like this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just cause I just remember like if it wasn't very it was relatively shortly after. Yeah. And, like I just remember because I remember talking to you about it in the theater and you were like, This is so crazy, like like being in a movie and I was like, you are destined for just as much, dude. Oh, and gosh. it was. There's yeah. surreal experiences. And that's uh, it's like when you get to watch something in a movie theater, like it's wild. It is. Gosh, it is wild. And and these beautifully written movies and to hear it like in that type of sound, like that space, it's something unlike any other. Uh, and Bell was a very uh, similar and, and 
beautiful experience in itself. It's it's all it's always fun to 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 be. A it's part crazy. Of I mean, like I know you just like me. It's like I've wanted to be in movies my entire life. Even you know when I was in band and stuff. And like I never, I've never seen something I've done in a movie theater. Mm. And on that scale, like it, it's still like. That's never gonna leave me. Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. Leave, I don't think it's gonna leave a lot of people. It's it's definitely. I, I would love to see more stuff with Rhodey. So that's fingers crossed on all that, man. I would love to see more more stuff. Well, he's in like one of the games, right? They put him in a couple of the they games. They put him in like a yeah. It was like a, in one of the mobile games. Yeah, yeah. he had something. We we got to record some lines. That was like super fun when they they were like, yeah, Rhodey's in the game. I was like, what? I know, <laughs> I know. And and you know what's actually even uh, is is really cool is that like. I saw that they is it, it's just like a is it like an official statue that they're making of Rhodey or is it like a what is the brand? Yeah, of dude, there's a movie? yeah they got a they got a set and they have an Endoroid uh, that they just announced too. That's crazy. big. That like dude, it's it's wild. I mean the fan the fan base really really like accepted Rhodey and and adopted Rhodey in a way that I don't know that anybody expected. Like, yeah, it's pretty incredible and the generosity. I mean. That people have have sent my way the warmth and support and kindness just for the character and and to me for being a part of it like it's it's wild it is so so wild and I I'm so grateful and so kind of just like you feel this sense of pride but you all this you also feel a sense of like I I now feel like a responsibility mm. to like be you know a good steward for this and and to you know to also, like, I really want people to understand that, like, other people, like, you can do this. You yes. know, like, if I can do this, yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't take hard work and all the elements and stuff. But, you know, if I can have this experience and, and be here telling you this story, like, other people can do this. If if someone's out there going, like, man, I would love to do that one day, like, you can. There's room. And that's actually quickly, I want to like, just two things I definitely wanted yeah. to touch upon before I let you go here. Um, as somebody who I believe has been one of the, the most brilliant people in terms of navigating this industry from like, interpret this word however you want, but the easiest word for okay. people to understand is networking, right? As somebody mm -hmm. who is a communicator, is a connector, is somebody who understands building relationships and all those things. That's one side of this question, okay? And the second is the way you are available. I mean, we might have to tackle these separately, but these are the questions I want to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second part of it is someone who <clears throat> keeps the sense of positivity and has such a good attitude and outlook on things. And your mindset to me seems like one of the most healthiest of any of the people working in this industry that can throw all these different bones at you, these constant forms of rejection or f fears. How do you, and again, two separate questions, we can tackle yeah, them separately, yeah. but the one is the way you navigate kind of this business aspect of things that I think a lot of people will learn from is how do you, is there a strategy you have in place? How do you tackle that? And then the second part of the question is, and also keeping yourself in such a positive mental state, preaching constantly this positivity, where do you find the energy and dedication to have that type of mindset? <laughs> Um, I guess if, uh, I'll start with the first one first. Um, I mean, I think it comes in stages and it depends on where you are as a, you know, in your career or, or where you are in starting to figure yourself out. Right. Like, um, I am a firm believer in like, I don't, I don't like being a schmoozy guy. I am not the kind of person who like, before I was doing this, I was, when I was in the band, like I was terrible at 
be, like I wasn't the guy that communicated. I wasn't the email guy. I was just the songwriter. I was like, I'm strictly doing the creative stuff. I don't want to deal with the venues. I don't want to deal with booking people. Like I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. That's I'm not business. I used to tell myself like I'm not business minded. I'm not. <laughs> my brain doesn't work that way. But like I would, you know, all these excuses that I would put it on my other band member who was good at that stuff. Yeah. And that was my other thing. It's like, well, that's your strength. This my strength is just being creative. And when I um when I wasn't in the band anymore and when I, I, you know, didn't have a job and I was, I was finally at this place where I'm like, I'm going to pursue this full time again. And, I, and not only that, but I'm going to like, this is now my job. How do I make this a job where I'm responsible and can create something out of nothing? And so much of it really just started with, with what I consider better work ethic. You know, I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, what are the balls that you dropped, you know, when you were in the band? And what are the things that, you know, what are the responsibilities you ignored or were too afraid to pick up and really focus on? Because um, I think we all have that with ourselves individually. And a lot of, I think, being an actor and especially in voiceover, you know, especially in the beginning, if you don't have an agent or anything like that, it's it's you have to understand that like you have to know how to communicate with people and it doesn't just mean hey this is me i'm sending all my stuff out to you this is just me 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 blah 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 like i'm here it's you have to understand that there are you know other people with time and in and full email boxes and schedules and life and all these things that like whether they're producers or casting directors or agencies or whatever it is that you're trying to reach out to at every stage like respect their time and their energy and if you're writing an email if you're looking to get signed by an agent and you're reaching out to if you have four or five ideal agencies write four or five different emails mm. don't send them all the same email you know like personalize things take time to actually humanize the moment and the interaction you're trying to have if you um feel like you are not as strong in your craft as you may want to be don't worry about networking and, you know, or, or reaching out to people for quote unquote opportunities, you know, focus more on whether it's taking a class or reaching out to someone who you think can help, you know, you know, you can do sample reads with who can, who can give you their input, someone you trust. Um, when it comes time to reaching out to people, if you have a reel, if you have all that stuff, like do the research on if there's a studio there are the right emails to send them to and there are the wrong emails to send them to. There are there are boundaries that you have to respect and there are things that you have to stand, like understand when going about this and you have to be a professional. Mm. You know, um, I really think it comes down to just that and having tact and understanding that like it's not about you. You know, I don't I never send out an email or anything like that, like from the place of me. It's about like how do we cater a thing you yeah. know if someone is you know reaching out to me about scheduling a thing or if or if i'm reaching out to someone else with a question that i might feel like might be impeding like how do i ask that in the most respectful way that i'm like listen i you know like this is so that we can have the smoothest possible outcome kind of thing you know like yeah it's really just about understanding other people's energy and time and responsibility and space and being respectful of all of that and knowing where you are trying to really be as objectively honest with yourself about where you are in your ability in in the stage of what your career might be because like you might really want to be here 
but maybe you're not ready yet. Yeah. And like, you don't want to just throw yourself and like, you know, we've all heard those stories of like the on camera stuff where like the guy goes to a big agency with his headshot in a pizza box, you know, like, and it's like, you just don't want to do those kinds of things. Yeah. You would much rather take more time, build yourself up so that you're the best possible thing you can present and present yourself as a professional and more as a, a, a solution to a problem. And, and also expect nothing. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. It's like when I sent out the first batch of emails to things I ever sent out when I had my demo reel and everything, it was like I sent stuff out and was like, there's a strong chance I will never hear back from these people. So that's – I know that's kind of a weird soup of stuff I just said. But I really – that's kind of my belief because I don't believe in in going like, oh, that's a cool person if I – connect with them, then I'll be associated with X, Y, Z. Like that I think is incredibly unhealthy. Yep. Um, you know, to me it's, it's about, Hey, I'm an actor. I'm here to do a job that I love. How do I best be of service to any kind of story that can show up? And I'm going to be collaborating with all kinds of different people. And, you know, it's, it's also the thing of like, if you're lucky enough to be working and you're going into studios, like, the first person you meet when you walk into that studio at the front desk, you better treat with just as much respect as like the person directing you or casting you on that thing. Mm. You know, it's there, there, there is no lesser person in this process. Like production coordinators get, don't get enough love. Like there are so many people who are like the unsung heroes of this entire industry. And I just, I think more people need to just be conscious of that as they, as they go about their own careers and just being sensitive to that. So wonderfully um, said all that. My gosh, it's a, a, a little bit of a master class we all just got given <laughs> because I think I think the, the and it's why it was so important to me to ask you that question because I think the word networking can sometimes be perceived as a dirty word because a lot of people the way that they phrase certain things or the way that they go about uh, pursuing networking is from that position of that person has access right. to this. Right. If I talk to that person, they're going to be the key to me getting this rather than establishing right. authenticity and being somebody who's providing value or understanding that like the person who is the ADR adapter on this script might be a director in a few years. And if you treat that person like trash, you know, then word gets around. I'd had a bad experience well, working with this person and, you know, so and, on and, and so also, forth. And, and also I think it's, it's a really important distinction to remember, like you're, you're not here to be everybody's friend. You are here to be respectful and to to work with people and collaborate with people. But like, I have plenty of people that I work with regularly. That like, I'm never going to hang out with. But yeah. when we're like in sessions, we're like, we have a great time. We respect each other. It's a total understanding and a give and take and all this stuff. But it's like, you know, you also don't have to do this job thinking that like you're supposed to be friends with everyone and therefore that's how you work and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's no, it's just you can literally just be an island. Yeah. And as long as you are focusing on your craft and reaching out to the places you need to in the at the times you need to, you can work plenty. You don't have to have you don't you don't have to be networked into the friend circle of VO to be working a ton. You know, and I think there's a misconception there. A hundred percent. Because there's like just like anything, human beings like you're gonna vibe with some people and you aren't with other people. Like you don't. Yeah. Nobody nobody owes each other anything other than like if you are friend. Like we just naturally instinctually just are like brothers and yeah. i have a lot of people that i'm really grateful for in our community that i think we we connect with like that and then there are plenty of people that i'm like we're we're associates you yeah. know like and i'm totally cool with that you know 
it, and there's it, almost so much time in a day and not every single yeah, like you there's I, only I, so much energy you have so much brain power it's that's not and that's not the job you yeah. know well i think that's a lot of life, people they you know? get into uh they idolize some people or they see it as an opportunity like i'm gonna get in as a part of that friend group right. and we're all gonna hang out it's like well you right, got to You got to right, right, You got to right. backpack. You got to backpedal right. a, a way far back to you know analyze that whole thing. What's going on there? Because again, yeah. you're not. You don't get into this business to become friends with people. You get in this business exactly. to do great work because you respect art and you love telling stories and all that. That's got to come exactly. before. Like uh, I'm gonna be best friends with Fred Tattashore. Like that's like <laughs> you can't. That's like a very bizarre <laughs> way of uh, going about it. But uh, anyway, yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to touch well, on that second part too. But if let's have one more. The second part. Yeah. So no. So, so the second part, I think, again, will I think kind of be different for everyone at different points in their lives. You know, for me, it's a matter of, you know, I'm 35. I've spent most of my life trying to do what I love, putting money and time and energy and blood and sweat and tears and all things, whether it was the band or performing at different points in my life, while working two different jobs at a time. Like I was, you know. I've been through the ringer of like, I've worked, realistically, I've probably worked 15 to 20 different jobs since I was a kid, like mm. from retail to whatever. And I have spent so much time being miserable, just trying to make a dollar to get, you know, like, like trying to like even just understand like, what is this rat rate? Like I've been in so many things for so long that like now to finally be at a place where I'm getting to do what I love, getting paid for it, getting to have a career, like actually getting to live the life I've always dreamt of. It doesn't matter to what scale it is. The fact that I wake up and all I have to do is, do I have a session today? Do I get to read for an audition? Like I just get to be an actor and like I get to explore and express and hopefully encourage others and and just learn and grow and challenge myself and, and get to at this point in my life get to play when I really, I really thought like when, when my band broke up when I was, I was 32, I was like, I failed. I failed mm -hmm. my friends. I failed my, I failed myself. I failed. I, I didn't, I didn't do the thing that I really promised these people in my life. I promised this, like I, we were supposed to do this and that's my fault. And, um, mm. and I really thought I was like, man, this cycle, like I've been on the cycle for so long. I'm already in my thirties. Like, Maybe, maybe I've, I've had this all wrong. And instead at that moment, like I just, I hit so in, like, it was such an insane lightning bolt of like, I just had to go into the other direction towards this so aggressively, almost, almost insanely. So mm. that I was like, just convinced it was going to work because I just so deeply believed in it. And it, it is that funny thing of like, my backup plan was even crazier than my initial one, you know? And, mm. um, but it's because it all has worked and has continued to to bear fruit and people continue to give me opportunities and trust me with their stories and every day I wake up to a new adventure, a new surprise and or a new just a new plateau of a challenge I get to try or I get inspired by you or people that I get to see doing things and amazing work and it's I wake up every day truly grateful and happy and like I mean, sure, there are days just like anybody else that you're just tired or this or that or a little out of it or you get bad news. But I'm I'm living the greatest point of my life right now. And I'm just so, so, so lucky to be able to have that, especially at a point in the world when so many people are, are really struggling and, and dealing with all kinds of, of 
really horrible things personally and otherwise. And, and I, I do not, uh, I don't make light of that. You know, I, I really, really understand that, that discrepancy and how fortunate I've been. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, every day I just wake up so incredibly grateful. And, and I, I know to some people it's probably nauseating, but like, you know, they don't have to show up anymore and hang out, you know, because <laughs> hey, I'm not going to stop being grateful. <laughs> listen, and, and the, the two things I boil that down to uh, is perspective and gratitude, like you're saying, and anybody can practice or incorporate those into their life at whatever stage that they are. And not to say that because there is kind of like this... Um, old trope of the the tortured artist to you know like when you which you know, i so dislike yeah. i know and like it's a, that you have to kind of look into the dark that you have to be to pain, light. Yeah. yeah i don't i don't like that either and i think if we can be beacons of positivity and light that it'll more light makes the whole room brighter you know so if it's I funny can, i i no no, no we'll continue no i'm just saying if like if i or you can contribute to that uh that part of the room, then I want to be a part of that room as opposed to the other one where it's like where all the, the, the darkness is. It's funny. I was talking to somebody kind of about this and they were like, isn't it exhausting being positive all the time? And I was like, well, sure. But it's also exhausting being negative and I would <laughs> yeah. rather that to the alternative. Like like they're both – they can both drain your energy and and you know like and pull from you. But like I will never be too exhausted to not – put something good out there you know and i would much rather exhaust myself in that way than than put out just horrific energy or something that's going to you know make people's day harder or worse or just give them that like feeling like no i want i want to do whatever i can however small my my you know raindrop in the pond can be i want that ripple effect to be as as positive as it can be and just from the understanding of science and anatomy and physiology like okay being positive sure maybe it's it, like you said could be exhausting but like if you're living in that space of negativity which i have also lived in and experienced anxiety and depression like cortisol and things like that are very real those things have yeah. lasting effects on you and your mentality so like the people who often the people who are shunning or or like being like about people who are positive all the time they're often in that that dark space already and they're well and that's usually something where i'm like i feel for them because yeah. i'm like oh you're in, i know where you're at like i know the and you don't know the rut you're in kind of thing and it's like yeah it's it's hard and i think people find you know everyone finds themselves at different points in their lives and i've just been really lucky that i was able to to catch myself at a point where I was also at a crux where opportunity was, was opening up and I was able to, you know, turn the ship around, so to speak, you know, mm. I, I, Ryan, you're, you're, I'm so happy that I got to sit here and talk with you. I knew it was going to be everything I imagined and more. Uh, you are a gift <laughs> to this community. You're a gift to me and this industry. And I pray to God, and the universe that you never stop putting that uh, beacon of light out there for for people because a lot of people need to find it and if there's ever more of a, a, a success story of somebody who literally you know through uh, determination positivity and um, 
the dedication to this craft uh, found their way and, and, and made a huge splash, unlike kind of any other. I haven't seen somebody like achieve, and that's why I said, you know, how many titles in 2021? Uh, <laughs> like legit, the, the the impact you've had on it's so many wild. people is 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 magnificent. So uh, thank you, brother. Thank, thank you, dude. You. For I love you. I love you too, dude. Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, you'll have to come back one time. Yeah, please. Anytime. Anytime. This is pure joy. You're amazing. Ah, dude. Thank you so much. Everybody, Ryan Cole Levy. Ryan Colt Levy, everyone. I I was not exaggerating when I when I said that this guy is one of the nicest human beings and compassionate friends that I've had the privilege to know in this past year. If you don't know his work, I promise you, you will be stunned on everything he works at. There's such nuance to all of his characters, and he, he's got to work on some of the coolest projects. Fire Emblem, Shin Megami Tensai, Five, Rhodey Soul, and My Hero Academia. He even worked on Neo The World Ends With You. Tons of anime, and uh, he was on Record of Ragnarok with me. He played Loki. He really is uh, a Moriarty the Patriot. I mean, I could just go down the list of all the stuff that he's fantastic in. One of the most generous human beings I know, too, um, will truly give you his time. And I've seen his schedule firsthand in his calendar, and it is booked to the T? The teeth? To the teeth or the T? It's booked to one of those. I'm sure his teeth are pretty booked and his T's are booked. (laughs) Really, I'm, I'm I'm proud to call him my friend, and um, I'm so happy he got to to come on the show. Gosh, what what else? He uh, um, he was one of the first people that reached out to me. Like I said, really gave me a sense of like worth out here in LA. I really felt alone and in this sea of people who were already in the cool kids club, and he made it accessible for me to. It just like kind of gave me the freedom to be like, okay, cool. I'm I'm here, and I'm amongst people who are doing this and they value me as a peer so it was so kind of him to do that and um honestly ryan thank you again for all that you do everybody says it we all know that you are i was just talking with your your buddy um and he said that's your reputation in in new york as well so i'm glad to know that you know this is your your reputation precedes you across the country across the globe Everybody, thank you again for listening. Uh, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and, and give us a thumbs up everywhere. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash user slash Paul Castro Jr. You can just search for my YouTube. That's where all the points of experience episodes are. And uh, we're going to be having some cool stuff coming up soon. Incentives for um, our fans, our listeners, people who have been supporting us and other ways to support us. So once again, make sure you follow us on all social medias. Make sure you're following us on the podcast platforms because that means a lot. If you can leave us a review, uh, that would really mean a lot to us. But appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Hope it's been helpful. And I'll see you all on the next one. 